This is a Federal News Network podcast. As the military grows, it needs to recruit young, bright people to fill its ranks. The Air Force is hitting its goal so far, but it's changing some of the ways it presents itself to the next generation to make the service an appealing employment option. Federal News Network Scott Mossioni spoke with Major General Jeannie Levitt, commander of the Air Force Recruiting Service, about the issues the Air Force faces and how it's planning on overcoming them. He spoke with Levitt at the recent Air Force Association Air, Space and Cyber Conference in National Harbor, Maryland. The environment is not conducive to recruiting based on the economy being good and unemployment being low. Those are good things for society, but it makes the, ch- the recruiting market a little more challenging. We have phenomenal recruiters who are out engaging with the American public each and every day. And so our recruiting team is doing a great job and we look good for 2019 and going into 2020. Where are some of the areas that you are having the biggest sort of issue bringing people in? Uh, I know that there's cyber positions are always tough, Um, you know, some of the the nuclear areas, things like that. We tend to put a focused effort in areas where we have challenges. So in the past, we had challenges uh, recruiting special warfare, you know, our PJs and tech piece. We have stood up a squadron, the 330th Recruiting Squadron, dedicated to special warfare. Um, Similarly, you know, Doctors and other health professionals are challenging to recruit, so we have dedicated um, squadrons to recruit those individuals. How are you integrating technology into your recruiting methods? I know that there's been a few uh, ways that you're kind of reaching out online, things like that. So, um, you know, what, what are you doing that's new? Well, we definitely go to where the target audience is. And so it's not necessarily watching the networks and things like that. You might occasionally see advertisements there, but you'll see it more where they are in the spaces where they are in the social media world. And so we definitely do targeted recruiting and send messages to our desired demographic. I remember General Quast a couple years ago talked about the possibility of a a video game that might be able to help with recruiting. It would sort of look at people's skills and then kind of hone down on an IP address. Do you happen to know anything about that? We have a number of tests, and we would like to further our ability to assess people's talents. We'd like to know where their natural talents are, where their natural aptitudes are, so we can best match them with a job that they would do well at, that they would excel, and they would enjoy. And so there are ongoing efforts to try to refine our assessments. When it comes to ways you're getting people excited about joining the Air Force, I mean, obviously you have a pretty exciting uh, job to begin with, but how are you sort of kind of pulling people in? Well, the mission at Air Force Recruiting Service is to inspire, engage, and recruit the next generation of airmen. It is so much fun to engage with this next generation. And so many times they're just not familiar. They're not aware of all the opportunities that are available to them. And so when we talk with them, so many of them get inspired and they realize that there is a path to a better them you know, to a better form of themselves. So um, by engaging with them, we tell them about all the opportunities and we show them to a path to a better life, to new opportunities. And so it's pretty exciting to do that. Obviously, there are some quality of life issues within the Air Force that, you know, you have to move around a lot. There's the, the housing issue. How do you sort of mitigate those issues along with spreading the message of a more exciting kind of lifestyle too? Well, Air Force leadership is very engaged with addressing any of the problems when they become aware of them. And so I know there's been some housing issues and our Air Force leadership teams are engaged across the Air Force everywhere where we are. Uh, in terms of the moving, uh, some families like it. In fact, uh, our kids, uh, our son is always like, okay, at the two-year point, time to move. <laughs> so it's new opportunities, new places to see, uh, new adventures. 
The new Space Force is, is probably going to be uh, something that's going to happen here after the NDAA passes. How are you going to be integrating that into the way that you're um, recruiting people? You know, are you kind of using that as a, a tool? Well, right now when we engage, uh, I'll get asked frequently about the Space Force, and I tell them quite honestly, if you want to be part of the Space Force, join the Air Force. Because whatever it is, Space Force, Space Corps, it will come out of the Air Force. And so I think it's got a lot of value on the recruiting side in terms of the inspiration and, you know, being part of forging that new frontier, whatever that will look like as we move to space. How do you see the the recruiting mission sort of changing as things go on in the next 10 or or 20 years? You know, you said that the... the pool that you're drawing from is getting smaller. Um, you know, people's uh, ideas are, are changing in, in the sense of how they learn and how they um, uh, interact with the world. So, you know, how is your mission going to be changing uh, in the future? Well, what we find is that about 25% of the 17 to 21-year-olds are eligible to serve, uh, which was a surprising number to me. So based on a number of things, whether it's academic, physical, law violations, uh, other type of things, only 25% of them are eligible to serve. We're still talking 4.4 million people. Uh, those that are propensed to serve, that have the desire to serve, is considerably less. And so what I want to do is engage with that large pool of 4.4 million. And I don't think of them as unpropensed. I think of them as not yet propensed, uh, simply because they don't know us. Because I fell into that category at age 17. I never would have guessed I would have joined the Air Force because I didn't know anything about it. When I learned about it and learned about the opportunities, my path changed. The Army has been going into these sort of uh, bigger cities and sort of picking out areas of the world that, or of the nation that maybe haven't been uh, propensed to go in the military. Are you also looking at some of the, the more um, you know, northern cities or western cities? Uh, Air Force Public Affairs is doing a concerted effort of engagement across a number of cities. And so we work very close with them because they are engaging with those communities. And it's also a recruiting opportunity because as we educate people about the military and about the Air Force and all the opportunities, uh, it definitely becomes a recruiting potential. And are you looking into any ways of, of giving more health waivers if since that pool is smaller? Well, the pool itself is not that small. Uh, So what I think we need to do is to engage with that not yet propensed uh, population. We definitely look at the medical case by case, and uh, we just want to make sure it's the right thing for the person, right thing for the Air Force. Uh, There is a lot of deliberation that goes into those decisions when it comes to the medical conditions. Major General Jeannie Levitt, leader of the Air Force Recruiting Service, speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Mossione. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.